Are we alone in the universe? Do ghosts and spirits walk among us? How do caterpillars have sex? There are some things that mankind just aren't meant to know until now! Welcome everyone to a very special episode of This Paranormal Live! Because believe it or not, this is episode 300! Oh my shit! Holy moly! Oh my god! <laughs> I just, an eye out, ooh, I just popped open a bottle and the cork went ricocheting across the tiny studio. You can tell these little studio goblins don't pop bottles too often. Oh my god. We did it, folks. This is the 300th episode of This Paranormal Life. I think both of us truly, when we started this show, thought we would be dead before we would reach 300. 100%. Yeah, I was uh, I mean, spilling government secrets uh, left, right, and center, of, begging of, for them to put me out of my misery. I was making shit up. I was saying they were doing stuff they weren't even doing. Just hoping that they were going to pull the trigger. I had a death wish. I have a death wish. But um, I, I don't know what's changed over at Government HQ, but I guess they're too pussy now to take out the people who are spilling the truth. I think they're falling in love with us. I think that we're like little scamps to them. They're like, ah, those guys are all right. Rory and Kid are all right. Let them let them leak a couple secrets. Let them have their fun, you know? Right. We think we are leaking uh, real government secrets every minute of every day. They see us as the monkeys with typewriters. They're like, <laughs> it's pretty funny. And I'm sure if they keep potting long enough, they might say something real, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's incredible that we haven't been shut down yet uh, by the governments of the world, or let alone... The major podcasting platforms of the world. Oh, Rory's passing me a glass of champagne. It's pretty awesome that after six years of podcasting, uh, our Patreon finally made 30 pounds and we were able to finally <laughs> stump for a <laughs> bottle of the good stuff to celebrate. It's all been worth it, guys. It has. I should say this is not champagne. It's uh, not? I think it legally cannot oh, be called God. champagne. It was also made in the Chompies North Korean factory. It's called Chompane. <laughs> it's uh, it's actually Chompies blended up into a fizzy glass. Hey, well, cheers, brother, to episode 300. Cheers. And thank you to everyone out here who is listening to the episode. You know, for some people, this might be your 300th episode. To some people, this might be your first episode. Yeah. Uh, in which case, you got some catching up to do. But today, I thought we would do something a little bit special. Um, so it is going to be a bit of a, a, a special episode this week. Instead of investigating a brand new paranormal case like we do every week, we're going to dive back in time and reinvestigate Whoa! the first ever case that we investigated with this paranormal life. So you're saying that through the last uh, almost six years of investigating the paranormal that we've uncovered so many f***ed up truths uh, from every corner of Earth that we know much more now than we did then. Our audience have come with us on this journey. We all know more. And that maybe if we go back, we might shine some new light on that case. When we first started this podcast... If, uh, if if the chupacabra had, had cornered me in a dark alley, I would have wet myself and cried like a little baby. Now, I'm like Neo at the start of the second Matrix movie. I just punch him in the throat and walk away with my shades on. I'm not even phased. We've been through so many cases that now I think going back to these early investigations, we can shine a new light on the case and possibly come up with a different conclusion. Roy, this is unbelievably exciting. And I couldn't think of a more fitting way to ring in three hundo. Now, here's a little This Paranormal Life trivia for you folks at home. I know what you're thinking. They're about to go back and investigate the legend of the axe-wielding Goatman. Episode one. Episode one, right? Of This Paranormal Life. Wrong. Huh? The first episode we ever recorded and the first case we ever investigated was actually the case about Tim Peeler, the man who punched Bigfoot. Oh, but you're saying, because I don't really remember this genuinely, you're saying we released them in a different order to that which we recorded them. I think we recorded a huge batch at the start and yeah. then released them in the order of what we thought was the funniest. Okay, that To makes try sense. and get people in. We were like, axe-wielding goat man, that's pretty great. Okay. We'll get them in the door with that, and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll sneak in a redneck man punching Bigfoot in the face. Wow, so that's, that's such a fun bit of trivia. It also makes perfect sense, doesn't it, that episode one would be Bigfoot? Yeah, we probably should have left that a little bit later. 
We kind of knocked a lot of the big guys out of the park in the first week. Yeah. I didn't realize we we're going to be doing 300 of these. Yeah. Uh, we had to start scraping the bottom of the barrel. The lizard man, the hodag. Don't want to throw too much shade at the jackalope. But, uh, you know, that was kind of <laughs> well, a recent one. I don't know. It feels like we scraped through the bottom of the barrel into the earth for five years before we even had to <laughs> use the jackalope. So uh, a little a little trivia about this episode, The Man Who Punched Bigfoot. It came out five years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was 30 minutes long. That's because it's a white knuckle, breakneck speed kind of piece of paranormal history. Yeah. It didn't need to be an hour long. There was no faff. There were no jokes. There's a few jokes. But it was it was just straight paranormal knowledge injected into your earlobes. And that's what you're getting again this week, folks. We are about to dive back in time and reinvestigate the case of Tim Peeler, the man who claims he punched Bigfoot. Are you ready, Kit? No, you just told me what we're going to investigate. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember what happened. I'm not mentally ready. Rory, every episode of This Paranormal Life is like a box at the end of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Every case, we pack all the evidence into a wooden box, we nail it shut, and then we give it to an old man who wheels it to the back of the TPL <laughs> warehouse to be catalogued and archived and hopefully never to be seen again. I don't know if I'm ready to to reopen all this evidence. Yeah, uh, these podcast episodes are very similar to my high school math lessons. Once it's over, the knowledge is forever buried away, lost in the corners of my mind, never to be seen again. <laughs> Not even on the day of the exam. So this is going to be a bit of a weird one, diving back into something that we've already investigated technically, but have very little memory of. Before we start, I think it's quite funny to play a little clip from the original podcast, just so you remember how young we were when we started this podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to This Paranormal Life, a podcast hosted by me, Rory Powers, and my paranormal pal, Kit Greer. How you doing, Kit? I'm doing great. I'm ready to be spooked the hell out, Ready Rory. to be spooked. We have almost decades of experience between the two <laughs> of us. I was wondering. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> is, is, is paranormal investigation like is that something you can just say or is do you have to have like actual qualification like qualifications no. you don't need qualifications no you just you gotta go out in the field because no professor has seen a sasquatch okay <laughs> you know, you know, that's the problem your books aren't much help when you're face to face with a demon you know yeah. i've been telling my my pupils that for years nah something's up though because that was playing at double speed that was playing at double speed i don't know what was going on there i don't know if it's the microphones or the fact do we inhale helium balloons right before we started listening to that clip you sound like john wayne (laughs) you sound like bruce willis what's happening (laughs) after listening to that it feels like you're like i don't know what was going on brother we're like grizzled detectives. But it's only been five years. It's not like we were 14 no, when we recorded we were, that podcast. We were like 26. We were supposed to be grown men. And it felt like grown men at the time. But hey, if anyone loved that early episode but can't stand the sound of two somehow prepubescent 27-year-old <laughs> men, uh, you will now have this podcast where you can listen to the rich, dulcet tones of two 31-year-old gentlemen. I guess I'm just sick or hungover. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's why my probably voice a lot is so it. low. <laughs> All right, we are just about to dive into today's case. But before we do, here's a quick word from today's sponsors. All right, kid, let's dive into the story. It's 3 a.m. in the morning in Cleveland County in the United States, and Tim Peeler is watching the Gospel Channel. As he commented earlier, pretty weird time to be watching the Gospel Channel. (laughs) You've done some bad shit during the day if you have to tune into the Gospel Channel at night. Man, these early stories were just a layup, weren't they? Sitting around watching the Gospel Channel. Like, that doesn't happen in our episodes anymore. I know. We gotta find more stories like this. (laughs) It's fantastic. Now, Tim Peeler was a bit of a mountain man. An all-American, log-cutting, no-nonsense the city folk blue collar guy hey after five years i'm i'm starting to be in tim's camp because in that time i've moved out of the city (laughs) yeah this is the city guy (laughs) he's up late hanging out in his cabin in the woods when he hears a strange noise coming from outside 
Now, living in the forest, you're pretty used to late night noises. Coyotes, bears, foxes banging each other. Mm -hmm. But luckily, Tim is a pro hunter who owns a special hunting device that you can blow into and it makes animal noises. So he grabs it off the rack along with his jacket and heads out into the darkness of the forest. On the edge of the tree line, he can see some sort of dark figure lurking there in the shadows. It must have been at least 10 feet tall. And that's pretty tall. I'm six foot and I'm pretty tall. So imagine a 10 foot monster in the darkness. It's a pretty intimidating sight. You're not six foot, maybe in some Air Jordans. (laughs) So I just need to get that out of the way. This this beast (laughs) is 10 foot the same way Rory's six foot. I'll say that much. In my Heelys, I'm six one. All right, in my Heelys. That's actually a little bit of a joke because when we originally recorded this episode, I say that I'm 5'11", and then I go, why the f*** did I say that? I could have said I was six foot. <laughs> so I thought I could sneak him by you a second time. <laughs> I won't let it stand. <laughs> I will not let it stand. Well, luckily, it didn't sound like we'd hit puberty yet when we recorded that episode the first time. So maybe we have grown a couple inches. I could be six foot. <laughs> not to get pulled off the beaten track here, uh, but just talking about Tim and his hunting ways out in the wilderness. I don't know if we talked about it in the original episode. Yeah. Have you been hunting? No, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big hunting guy. Well, and I feel like as a vegan, you're probably not either. You would think, uh, <laughs> I didn't have a choice, brother. I recently became a hunter. It, it was either be hunted or be a hunter. All right, you're gonna have to elaborate. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, this was very recently. I was at my uh, my wife's parents' house, at my in-laws' house, and we're all sitting around having, you know, as we love to do whenever we're there, we're having a cozy little evening, maybe sipping on a little hot chocolate, having a cozy little family night in. Relaxing. My father-in-law basically kicks down the living room door, wearing full fatigues with a gun in hand and was like, come with me. Run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my jammies at this point. I don't know what's happening, but I get up. You know, when your father-in-law says, you know, you're doing something, you're doing something. There's not too much. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. There's a lot of gray areas in which you should probably say no, including the story that you're about to tell on this podcast. I salute. I follow dutifully. Um, I get on my slippers to match with my jam jams. We get up to the roof. He informs me that a fox has got into the farm and it's about to go for the lambs. In reality, it was a very calm situation, but in my head, there's air raid sirens playing. I'm so I'm so discombobulated. I'm like fucking Harry Styles in 1917. I'm yeah, like, yeah. thank God he didn't give me a gun because he would have known that would have been suicide. Uh, but he made me hold uh, an extreme long range torch. And he was like, you need to hold this still uh, and we're going to try and flush it out. Dude, if someone even just tossed a rifle at me, I guarantee you I would somehow manage to catch it with the barrel under my chin and pull the trigger <laughs> as I try and grasp it. I would kill myself within seconds. I cannot be trusted with a firearm, 100%. 1,000%. Um, needless to say, I didn't get too far in this. Thank God the fox didn't materialize before my wife bailed me out of, like she does in, in every situation in life, bailed me out of a situation by, you know, just completely cutting off any moment of manliness I was about to have by yelling up, being like, dad, don't make him do that. He's vegan. <laughs> and I was like, I am vegan, sir. Uh, and I was, I was dishonorably discharged from the family military that day. That's brutal. So I got, I got a taste, but I didn't draw blood that day. You got pretty close. You got the whole experience, except for the thrill of the kill, which I think is supposed <laughs> to be the only bit. Which that's is good. the point, I think. Yeah. I haven't really done any hunting in my life, but, you know, I have, um, as you know, uh, covered myself in war paint and wandered around my apartment uh, trying to deal with the moth infestation that has kind of plagued me for the last year. So um, I've probably claimed more lives than you have, if you believe they do have souls. <laughs> it sounds Which like I've, you do. I've had to decide they don't. <laughs> <laughs> and they talk to me in my dreams, but I just like to tell myself that's a nightmare. So it's safe to say that you and I don't have a lot of uh, hunting experience. No, I think anytime me and you talk about guns or anything like that on this paranormal life, we get um, a litany of emails and messages on social media 
saying, you guys don't know what you're talking about. We admit that, we don't. Now, before Tim can even get close to whatever this thing is, his dogs start barking like mad. Now, it's important to note that Tim has two female dogs that he specifically mentions multiple times were in heat. <laughs> I forgot this. This is a very important part of the story. I'll be honest, I don't even know what it means when a dog is in heat. It just means they want to have sex, right? They're super horny. Okay. Yes. I'm not a vet or something, but I think uh, your dog is down bad. <laughs> His DTF. <laughs> the figure slowly began to move, edging closer towards Tim and his dogs. Even if this thing was just a bear, he didn't want it anywhere near him. So he cried out at the monster. Get! Go on, get! Iconic TPL line. Worried that his cries wouldn't be intimidating enough, Tim grabbed a large stick and started swinging it around wildly. The combination worked, and the shadowy figure retreated into the darkness. But that wasn't the last time Tim would see the creature. In fact, he would see it again that night. Jesus. Tim returned to his cabin. I assume straight back onto the gospel channel. Yeah, Jesus is right. I figure it's probably one of those things where he's like, oh Lord, I know you work in mysterious and subtle ways, but I need you to kill that motherfucker. <laughs> Whatever that was, Lord. I don't know if you sent a messenger, but he was a little <laughs> too tall for me. Tim quietly goes back inside, gets on his hands and knees and goes, Lord, am I not praying enough? <laughs> do, do I not bequeath thee with, with, with enough adoration and love? Because y'all seem to be testing me down here. <laughs> or right beforehand, he's like, oh, Lord, am I a bad man? Should I change my ways? Please just give me a sign. He sees the 10-foot mountain beast, looks back at the TV. Really, anything would do. Any kind of <laughs> subtle hint that I should change my ways. Nothing? I don't guess I'll have another whiskey then. <laughs> See you on Sunday, you old son of a bitch. <laughs> but it wasn't long before the dogs started barking again. Tim shut off the TV and headed out to check on his horny girls. Don't call them that, don't call them that. <laughs> but they're not barking out of horniness. Believe me. Well, you don't know that. As someone who's barked out of horniness many times in their life, I know a horny bark when I hear one. They were barking because the creature was back. This time, standing motionless right in Tim's backyard. He can't believe what he's seeing. It's suddenly apparent why the dogs are barking so much. In a panic, one of them has wrapped their chain leash around the creature's leg. Hell yes, I forgot this detail. So crazy, I mean, dogs will do that just out of like confusion and fuss, but yeah. that's a pretty awesome hunting dog right there. Like the dog has borderline tied up the enemy and handed Tim a loaded pistol. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like a gangster in a movie and said, it's time to earn your stripes, Tim. Make the kill. I had to tell you this the first time we did this episode. I do not believe they intentionally tied up the I creature's legs. Five years later, it still sounds incredibly convincing. This isn't like trying to take down a walker in Star Wars on the ice planet Hoth. They aren't circling around him until he eventually trips over. I I'm believe this was an saying, accident. Whether it was accidental or not, who's to know? While the dogs have this beast chained up, Tim can now see it clearly in the moonlight. Now, one exciting development is, Kit, in our original episode, I never even showed you the picture that Tim drew of this creature. So we're bringing new evidence to the case. Why don't you take a look at this? This is never before seen evidence. A <laughs> sketch from Tim Peeler himself. It's amazing with the technology available in 2023 and the free time available for Rory to properly research the case, he was able <laughs> to find some evidence. I've quit many jobs <laughs> since 2018. Uh, I would kill to see this. Then see it now. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh no, they chained up a man. <laughs> no, no one said it was a man. That guy's name is Kyle. No. He, he loves Pantera. He, <laughs> he drinks at the local uh, Three Stooges watering hole. No, that oh is... Oh my God. He that is a 10-foot mountain beast, sir. He loves Natty Ice and big booties. I can see it in his eyes. 
<laughs> you're like, that's my father-in-law. <laughs> I see what he's going for, which is this yeah. is a humanoid figure. It's very hairy. Uh, it, it, it it's supposed to look imposing and tall. It's got a big human beard, long human hair, and human eyebrows. Let me tell you, folks, there's two options right here. This is either Sasquatch or some sort of buff wizard. Either way, it needs to die. <laughs> well, not if he's human. Not <laughs> I if didn't he's say human. human. I said Sasquatch or, or a wizard. buff wizard. Right. But a wizard Are is wizards a, human? a magical human. Yeah. Are wizards human? Wizards have human rights. I don't know if you need to hear that. Wizards oh, have human rights. Witches too. That was why it was bad when they burned all the witches. Hey, I'm just telling you. Wizard or Bigfoot? You come at my cabin in the night, boom. Oh, come on Click, now. click, click, boom. <laughs> boom. Boom, shake, shake, shake the room. <laughs> you just said that if you held on to a gun for three seconds, you would kill yourself. I, oh, that's... Accidentally. That accidentally. I don't want to be misquoted on that. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't trust anything in the night. That's a quote you could take from me. I don't trust anything in the night. Bumps in the night. Night, night lights. Nothing. So if I don't trust a wizard in the day, there's no way I'm trusting it in the night. Tim says the creature was 10 foot tall and covered in thin, white, yellowish hair. Yellowish? God. The creature also had a thin silver beard that led down to below his waist. (laughs) I forgot that. Tim said the hair grew down to cover his parts and I could see he was a male. If you catch my drift. We all catch your drift. This is a difficult situation to be in. So what can Tim do? He can't scare the creature away. His foot is stuck in the chain. And if it gets riled up and excited, it could go crazy and bang the dogs. No, we it's don't not. know. It's not going to. Uh, you are right, though. I didn't really think of it this way. I was so caught About up the dogs. Kind of praising the dogs for uh, tangling up this thing and just you know, laying it out for Tim to put a bullet in its head. Yeah. But um, they really have cornered Tim. They've really put him in a fight or flight situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? A hundred percent. This thing was probably ready to run, but he can't. Now it can't. Yeah, they're really like calling Tim's bluff. There's a lot of crossed wires going on here. This creature doesn't know what's going on. The dogs are horny. Now it's chained up the monster. Maybe this Sasquatch thinks this is some sort of a BDSM bondage oh, experiment going on. You're horny for the Tim. Sasquatch. You're horny for the Sasquatch. Tim's coming out. Tim, I don't think he has a gun. And what does he do? He shoots he it. Said he dead. was a hunter. Well, yeah, but he's got the bird calls. So I don't know if he, that I, only lures the. What do you think he gets the bird out of the sky with? That just lures the birds. I don't know if he has a gun. I don't know if he has a weapon. Everyone in this situation is in a very difficult position. I mean, what would you do in this position? I would run. I would run. The dogs are on their own. You can't just run and leave your cabin in the middle of the night. Uh, watch me. Watch watch me. He's 10 foot tall. He's 10 foot tall and he's trapped and he's angry. What else am I supposed to do? To be fair, I might just go back inside, lock the door. Well, Tim being the brave mountain man that he is, he didn't run. He stood his ground. And right before his eyes, without making a noise... The creature bent down and untangled himself from the chains around his foot, just like a human would. (laughs) That's because his name's Andy. (laughs) This is what really sets this thing apart from a normal animal. You know, if you chain up a bear or a monkey, those guys are going to freak the f*** out. Yeah. Any kind of wild animal. It's in their instinct to avoid captivity. Based on my own experiences, uh, even having a cat... A a family cat that we have loved and treated and uh, cuddled and kissed for years. The second you need to put that thing in a cage so it can go to the vet, it's as if it's the fucking red wedding. And it feels like the whole family has turned on the cat. It's in the corner throwing (laughs) slashes, fighting for its life. Wild animals do not enjoy any form of restraint. You couldn't be more right. You could take the cats out of the, the wilderness or wherever cats come from, but you can't take the wilderness out of the cats. Yeah, even something harmless. I bet if you had a rope small enough to tie up a bumblebee, that motherfucker is stinging everyone it can get its little pointy ass on. <laughs> this is something as a father of a young child, even I have noticed that the, the, the animalistic nature in all of us just comes out. You try to put a cute beanie hat 
bubble hat on a baby. Yeah. That baby's like, get it, get it off. Don't get like it, it don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. This does display a kind of human level of reasoning that this thing was able to calmly de-escalate the situation and, you know, rather than getting riled up, just take the chain off. Yeah, very unanimalistic of it. Could we be dealing with some sort of creature of higher intelligence? Some sort of cryptid that is half man, half beast? Some kind of 38-year-old Metallica-loving, <laughs> beer-chugging local? 10-foot, Kit? 10-foot? Did I mention he has six fingers on each hand, by the way? You actually didn't. Yeah, well, now I am. <laughs> Just to shut you up, I'm going to throw a lot of shit out here. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, well, According to Tim, it is, yeah. Well... Tim was uh, pretty deep into the moonshine that night already, so I don't know if we could trust everything Tim says. Even with Tim yelling and the dogs barking, this beast in Tim's yard just stood there in silence. Tim said, The creature was too humanoid and precious to kill. He ran up to the creature once again, waving his stick, crying out, Go on, get! Get! When the creature still refused to move, Tim was left with only one option. He ran up to the beast and punched it in the face. The moment that would define paranormal history forever. The man who punched Bigfoot. Bigfoot. A legendary story. The story that, in a sense, launched even this podcast. It's so true. I mean, I do have to pause for a second with the pure logistics of that. I don't know how tall Tim is, but punching a 10-foot Bigfoot is like dunking from at some space jam shit you gotta have that michael jordan space jam elastic arm if you're gonna punch up that high yeah that's crazy it's so tall yeah that is tall because like, i need a step ladder or something not in my heelys granted in my heelys i'm six one and very fast you said six foot the first time well i'm getting taller as i age what is 10 foot in meters three meters rory that door is two meters tall. What? No, it isn't. Doors are two meters. So half that again is 10 foot. There's no way it's actually that tall. Okay. Well, think about this for a second. I'm going to get up. I'm 5'11". All right, kid's standing by the door. And I'm not, I'm not the height of this door. Okay. I'm almost six foot. It's like almost double it. So you're all the way up there. So if you stand on uh, that box over there, then you would be, you're getting closer. Uh -huh. So then if I were to, hypothetically, uh -huh. if I were to be Tim and I were yeah. to try and punch you in this situation. Well, that would be. Hypothetically, mm -hmm. hypothetically, I'm trying to like, I can't quite reach you now, mm -hmm. but if I were to swing, if I were to swing. Oh, 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 my walls. I'm sorry. Oh. I just got too, like for a minute there, I was, I was fucking oh. in it. For a minute I was Tim and I just, oh. I just, I, I, I just got way too into it, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really think that, get, go on, get. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just, I think I'm, I'm too close to the story and I'm, I had, I've oh. had a glass of champagne and uh, I'm just getting you're a little in riled heat. up. You're in heat now. <laughs> Tim Peeler, the only man I believe on earth who claims he punched Bigfoot in the face. He chinned the mythical beast in fear the monster scuttled away back into the forest. Now, Tim has seen this thing twice in one night. There's a good chance it'll come back for round three. So what does he do? He does something smart. He calls the police. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have known if this man of the woods, man of the nature, would um, turn to the cops like that. He's a smart guy. He's a hunter. He's a man of the world. He's had a dangerous <laughs> He experience. knows his limits. That's what he knows. A hundred percent. This is outside of my jurisdiction. Again, some people may have heard this episode before, but if this is your first time, I'm imagining Tim is thinking he's already come back twice. There's a good reason to suspect he'll come back a third time. Right. I'm not taking any chances. I want to play things safe. I'm going to call the police, get some people out here so that they can be witnesses and back up my claims when inevitably people doubt that this ever happened. That's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, yes, kind of what I'm that, that sounds like exactly the way he would even talk. Now, of course, the best part about this case is that we actually have the police recording of Tim Peeler that night, and we can play oh, it hell yes, right here live on the podcast. You know, <laughs> this thing ages like fine wine, so I'm gonna guess. 
Some people who have heard the original episode may remember that at this point, Tim's reliability is thrown into question slightly. Right. Uh, we've built up this reputation of him being a trustworthy, honest, uh, God-loving mountain man. We're all visually uh, picturing Benedict Cumberbatch at this point. Sure, yeah, yeah, smart, outdoorsy, but kind of buff guy. All I'll say is, Benedict Cumberbatch likes to drink sometimes too. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll right, say. Right, so like, like a gin and tonic or... Uh... Just listen for yourself and make up your own mind. Cleveland County 911. Yeah. I got... Uh, I don't know if I should have called this in or not, but... What's going on? If I'd have a camera, I'd take a picture of it. Okay, he's been drinking paint. I don't know what I don't know what it was. <laughs> he's walking oh, like a man. Okay, what did it look like? It looked like a giant ape with a man's face. But I was afraid to kill it. Would I get in any trouble? If I shot and killed this beast, <laughs> I, I answer that question. I did not shoot. Okay. The thing. I did not shoot it. An absolutely iconic uh, moment in TPL history. We should get that shit printed what? on a T-shirt. I don't know what it was. We actually mentioned in the original episode uh, the top comment on the video at the time. Uh, was, quote, uh, this guy sounds like he's been drinking, but hell, if I saw Bigfoot, I'd be drinking too. <laughs> now, you brought up a really good point the first time that we did this episode that you can clearly tell from the recording, Tim Peeler has had a few drinks. Yeah. Who hasn't? I'm having a few we're, drinks we're right on. now, you know? We're on his level. And alcohol can make people slightly exaggerate their stories. Tim says the creature has six fingers on each hand. Maybe it was five. He says the creature was 10 feet tall. Maybe it was five. <laughs> he says it was uh, some sort of monster man. Maybe it was just a man. We don't know these things. But there's always a, you know, an 80%, not an 80%, a 20% amount of exaggeration that goes into drunken stories. Uh, but people always do this. You know, if you go out for a night of drinking and then someone asks you how it was the next day and you had a wild night, you're like... Dude, it was the best night ever. It was a fine night. It's called beer goggles. Yeah. Folks. Yeah. We literally externally and subjectively internally experience everything different when under the influence. It's a reason why me and Rory have been stone cold sober for the last six years. And oh, yeah. we Not rented, fell off the wagon to celebrate episode 300. Um, but it's because you have to have your wits about you. It's true. We do drink a lot of champagne, but I will say champagne has a 0% alcoholic content. It just does quite a bit of neurological damage that imitates the effects of alcoholism when really you are uh, damaging your internal nervous system beyond repair, beyond repair, truly. Very different thing. You can still drive is what I'm saying legally. <laughs> the active ingredient is Novichok. It is a Novichok poison. <laughs> the active ingredient is Novichomp. <laughs> That's right, close, we made that too. A close relative <laughs> of Novichok. <laughs> I can't believe I keep saying things with the chomp sound. <laughs> but luckily, even if we decide right now today that Tim is maybe not a reliable witness, there may be more witnesses that we can rely on word to decide whether or not this case is true and we're going to talk about them right after a quick word from our sponsors burrow's furniture is built for the way you live from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating they always have their customers in mind their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you and with burrow you always get fast free shipping Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. All right, welcome back everyone to the podcast. As we said, if we don't want to trust him, how about instead we trust a man of the law? Okay. A local deputy at the Cleveland County Police Station took Tim's claims very seriously. And he said that as a child, he heard stories of a 10-foot creature breaking into chicken coops and local farms to kill animals. I mean, Rory, I've already explained that I have a lot of experience in defending farms and their animals from borderline cryptids. Uh, well, it's not like you never even fired a single shot. You I were... helped. I pointed the torch and I tried to flush out the animal and it didn't work. This seems a little bit strange because in Tim's story, we're dealing with a creature intelligent enough to just reach down and untangle himself from a chain. But then also we're to believe he's like, I'm just going to go. This is crazy. Uh, I'll see you later, Tim. I'm going to strangle a couple chickens on my way out, though, real quick, just because uh, I just love blood and eating chicken bones. Um, hope you're cool with that. Seems like uh, two different creatures, you know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. But then again, me, I'm a sophisticated city guy. I love to read, drink espresso. You don't like in, either of those In things. East London. And then now and again, I like to do 17 Jaeger bombs and then eat a bucket of KFC chicken on the way home. So people can live many lives. Think about Batman. Are you done? <laughs> Think about him. Bruce Wayne? Batman. He's not real. Two totally different things. Yeah, just think about it. So, so, so all right. So, <laughs> that's cool. So, sorry to recap. <laughs> we don't have to do that. Which one's point. Bruce Wayne? Is Sasquatch Bruce Wayne? I'm just saying that some people are complicated creatures, you know? Look at Batman. All right, you gotta stop. You gotta stop leading me there because I asked for a bit of an explanation and we didn't really. Get it's one. one man, yet it is a man and a bat. How can I be more explicit than that? I was really hoping you were still talking about Sasquatch. <laughs> uh, also, that's not what Batman is. Getting back to Sasquatch, yeah, it is the problem here that you know this police officer is alleging that the Sasquatch might have taken out these farm animals. I feel like my story proves that farm animals get taken out all the time by lots of different things. Yeah. I don't know if that's much to go on. What do you think? Well, at the same time, you know, even if this creature is smart, is sophisticated, smarter than any of the other local wildlife, he's still an animal. No one's serving him McDonald's cheeseburgers out in those forests. He has to eat. He has to get food. A thousand percent. And if the response is whenever he approaches a cabin looking for a ham sandwich, somebody punches him in the face and his dogs tangle him up, I'd be like, F you. I'm going to go eat your chickens then. If you don't right. want to if you don't want to give me a slice of your lasagna, which I can smell from here, then I'm going to go eat your chickens. Tim isn't cooking lasagna. Tim He's doesn't not. know how to cook lasagna. <laughs> Tim is wearing long johns and the ass flap is flapped downwards. And he is, uh, he's got a tin of baked beans <laughs> yeah. on an open flame. The exact same deputy said that it was blowing his mind that after all these years, reports of the same creature were still happening. Mm. And I know that sounds crazy, but sightings of the Sasquatch in Cleveland County go all the way back to at least the 1970s. So this is something that's been happening in this area for a long time. That is interesting because sometimes in this paranormal life, the sightings go back. Uh, I think on a recent episode, the sightings went back 1,000 years. <laughs> right, yeah, uh, sure. So the 70s is, I mean, that's fun because it's a believable amount of time. I said at least the 70s as well. It could go back further. 1,000 years, okay. It could go back to 10 BC, sure. where unfortunately a lot of the dudes look like this. Big beards, 10 foot tall. <laughs> Now, interestingly enough, because this was our first ever investigation uh, into the world of the paranormal and our only investigation ever, I believe, into Bigfoot, you brought up the Patterson footage. Mm -hmm. At the time, I didn't even know what the Patterson footage was. 
which is crazy to think about now. We were such fresh-faced investigators. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm, well, I'm sorry, Roy, but I think you'll find the Patterson footage. I, what's have have Patterson you seen the Patterson footage? footage? No, no. Okay, I think we should just take, it, take a little... Is there a big man? Through. There is Bigfoot. You might a big have footed already, Patterson footage is so famous. You might have already seen. The is Patterson it the one footage. where he's like looking a, like yeah, a little like bit looks, to the looks oh. back? Is it not just a gorilla, like a man in a gorilla suit? I don't know. I think it's Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems absolutely crazy to me. Like listening back to that clip because, you know, in the world of the paranormal, there's not that much iconic evidence that's out there. Uh, when we talk about these cases, maybe some photographs from Area 51. Uh, maybe, what else is there? I don't know, like the bloop, uh, you know, or, yeah. or, or like... The yes signal or yeah, whatever it is. 52 hertz. Yeah, the wow signal. The wow yeah. signal. Yeah, yeah. There's only so much real iconic evidence. So the fact that we had started this podcast and I didn't even know what the Patterson footage was is kind of crazy to even think about. Now, towards the end of the episode, we do talk about what it would take for us to definitively say that we believe Bigfoot exists. Not just that Tim punched him, but that a creature like Sasquatch does exist. And of course, we come back to the age-old question of physical evidence. Specifically, DNA. If there was anything to prove that this creature was real, it would be some sort of DNA, whether a hair sample, whether a fur sample, something, something that scientists can latch onto to form an argument. And again, because it was so early in the series of This Paranormal Life, we had standards for our evidence. We wanted things that were as scientific <laughs> as DNA. Um, I think right. as the series went on, uh, I think at one point I said I would accept a man's word as yes. evidence. It's important to note uh, early on, we when we were talking about evidence, it was all journal-based scientific entries, quotes from people who were knowledgeable in the fields, whether it was archaeologists talking about ancient Egypt, sure. or biologists uh, talking about some of the creatures in the forest. Then we invented, halfway through the series, we invented the Golden Pyramid of Truth, yeah, which is the pillars on which any paranormal case can be justified. And the pillars of truth contain three main beams which are hearsay rumor rumor and a man's word <laughs> as long as you have i'll take one any of one. The three. i'll take one, one of, of the, the three. three that that's admissible as evidence in the paranormal courts <laughs> let me tell you paranormal kangaroo courts so let me tell you as soon as tim punched this thing i'm giving it a yes for sure now uh but back in back in the early days of the podcast we had something known as integrity and pride it's because you go in to the paranormal trying to treat it like you know a chemistry experiment yeah but it's not like a chemistry experiment it's like a symphony how do you listen to bach and get <laughs> right. dna i don't understand that analogy how do you but, uh, see the bigfoot and get physical evidence yeah. it doesn't happen yeah if you want to understand the guy who thinks he saw Bigfoot, you have to become the guy who thinks he saw Bigfoot. It's all very funny to start a little podcast where you're making jokes at all the guys wearing tinfoil hats. But let me tell you, folks, after 300 episodes, your hat's looking pretty shiny if you catch my drift. <laughs> your Atlanta Braves baseball cap is looking pretty crinkly. Pretty crinkly, all right. You could roast a chicken with that hat. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I so I, <laughs> I think at one point we were the outsiders looking in. After 300 episodes, brother, you're locked in, begging to get out. You just swing for me again. Yeah! <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> just getting riled up again. Well, what I will say is when we were originally discussing the need for DNA and evidence in this case, we did find something online. After what the Huffington Post described as a five-year study of reported Sasquatch DNA samples, Texas veterinarian Melba Ketchum and her team announced that they had found proof that the Sasquatch is a human relative that arose approximately 15,000 years ago as a hybrid cross of modern homo sapiens with an unknown primate species. 
bro, you know I've drunk too much champagne to have followed all that. <laughs> I, I basically finished the sentence, looked over at Kit, and his eyes were glazed over. Glazed like Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> uh, so you're saying that there is a scientific basis for at least the existence at some point, although I think you might have said 15,000 years ago, of this kind of missing link relative. Yeah. But it, but is there evidence for it now? This is coming straight from Pokemon trainer slash veterinarian Melba Ketchum. Some relation to Ash. Ketchum then called for this DNA sample to be recognized officially, saying that the government at all levels must recognize the Bigfoots as indigenous people and immediately protect their human and constitutional rights against those who would see their physical and cultural differences as a license to hunt, trap, or kill them. Listen, you could talk all day long about your cultural differences. If you try to bang my dogs, it's game over. <laughs> it's game over. As, as Rory says... This is you at the town hall meeting. <laughs> as Rory says, if you come around to, to my house and you try to bang my dogs... <laughs> I definitely didn't say that. What kind of gun is that? <laughs> <laughs> Truly the man who's never fired a gun before. <laughs> you mess with me, I'm going, cuckapoo, cuckapoo. Ritata, ritata. So you, you clearly don't know what a gun sounds like. This is Tim and all his mates. <laughs> trying to back him up. Hey, what I'll say is the original Kit and Rory, they were giggling at that shit. They thought it was funny. But now Kit and Rory, we're all about protecting the rights of the paranormal creatures of the world. Because we've investigated a lot of them. The donkey lady? Let her haunt her own bridge. No one else step foot on that bridge. The hodag? Stop trying to blow him up with dynamite. Let him be. The lizard man? If he wants to fist fight people in a church car park, let him. I should be a paranormal lawyer defending these paranormal creatures. Because in many cases... These weird bugs and creatures were doing their thing for longer than we've been around. Or yeah. at least I've been around. You know who else was called a weird bug and a little creature? Kit. You know who else no, was made fun of at school no, and wasn't. pushed around? Kit. Uh, no, I wasn't. I was actually You know who cool was called a little freak? I was like, a little goblin, a little outcast. Cool Kit. No, I had like right. good taste and in I'll music defend him and to girls the death. Cool. I'll defend him no, my whole life. I don't life. need being defended. <laughs> Do you know who else was going to be put out of their misery until a doctor came along and said, actually, he is human and he's pretty special? <laughs> Kit. <laughs> you know who else was originally going to be locked in a cage and hidden away in the shadows until a doctor told me I was the crazy one? <laughs> Kit. <laughs> Unfortunately, failing to find a scientific journal that would actually publish the results that they had found, Ketchum announced on February 13th, 2013, that their research had officially been published in the De Novo Journal of Science. I don't know if you remember this, kid. <laughs> I do. But unfortunately, do. <laughs> <laughs> upon investigation, the Huffington Post discovered the journal's domain had been registered anonymously nine days before the announcement, and the only edition of the De Novo <laughs> Journal was listed as Volume 1, Issue 1, Bigfoot Research. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. The levels of my girlfriend goes to another school here in terms of... Uh, my, my paper actually got published in an even better journal yeah. than all y'all... It's real throw another party because you didn't get invited to the main party energy, you know? I, I'm sure we said it at the time, but, uh, you know, to me at this point in time, I'm not a scientist. But what I do know is that scientists run these journals. Yeah. And if they don't want to publish something in their journal, that is generally because the standard of the science is not there. Yeah. The, the quality. These scientific journals are a little old school, guys. They don't abide by the, the laws of the golden pyramid of truth. Yeah. They require a little we bit more speed. scientific evidence. Um, I also want to say, as a side note, I'm not a scientist, but is a really good idea for a podcast. I'm not a scientist, but, and then say X, Y, Z. Right. I'm not a scientist, but stop brushing your teeth. <laughs> See what happens. 
It's not that bad. <laughs> I'm not a scientist, but you know those little gel packets you find in shoeboxes? Why don't they want you to eat them? Pretty tasty. One can't kill you. I'm not a scientist, but see how long you can hold your breath underwater. The record can't be that hard. Just try it. It just takes balls. Now, I know what you're thinking. We recorded this episode five years ago. Surely, in that period of time, there has been some sort of team of investigators, adventurers, wild, wilder people who have managed to find more convincing evidence of Bigfoot existing. And I will say, there was a research team called Expedition Bigfoot, who merely one slash two years ago now uh, managed to on a quest to hunt down the mythical creature, find some, what they're calling E-DNA, which is, stands for environmental DNA. Okay, so it's, to be clear, it's not DNA? It's a little muddy, literally. Uh, I, I believe they found footprints in the soil that they believe were left by Bigfoot. Huge footprints that couldn't have been left, allegedly, couldn't have been left by any other creature. They then used the soil sample to try and, uh, I guess, retract any type of DNA from it. Mm -hmm. And when they did, they found a DNA relating to primates that weren't kind of on the, the part of scientific knowledge. Okay, I yeah. see. I see. I'm butchering that explanation, but I believe that's loosely what no, they that made said. sense. So I don't know if that is necessarily enough to change our minds heading into the conclusion of this episode, but it's just something to bear in mind that in the five years we've been doing this podcast, people haven't given up. There are still men, women, and children out there hunting for the legendary Sasquatch. And I say good luck to them. It's a cottage industry. There is a network of, of TV shows, podcasters, you know, independent investigators, and just general sideshow freaks uh, that are out there doing it and in some cases making a job out of it like that is their Hell, career. Hell, look at us. Is looking, Episode 300, buddy. <laughs> I'll drink to that. He's <laughs> looking for the Bigfoot. Um, I don't doubt that they're out there looking for it. I mean, I think the thing is, you know, I don't remember how we came down on this episode, but I, I don't know if we ever intended for episode three or whatever it was, the episode about the man who punched Bigfoot. I don't know how much we ever intended for that to be the first and the last word in whether Bigfoot was real. No, I think, uh, I don't remember how the episode ended, but I, I believe the intention was, you know, that we would essentially come back to it because there are so many Bigfoot stories. I don't think you need to investigate him definitively as a creature in the same way that we've kind of done multiple stories about vampires. Right. Um, we probably should go back and do multiple stories on Bigfoot and Sasquatch and taking it on a case by case investigation rather than this big blanket all investigation that rules out any other further ones. Cause hell there's a lot more stories out there, more convincing than Tim Peeler's. It is worth us going back and really diving into some of these other testimonies. Yeah, we really should. You know, we've seen the Patterson footage. What about all the other footage? Absolutely. A lot more convincing stuff has kind of come to light uh, since we started this podcast. Let me tell you. Okay, guys, there's no need to delay the inevitable. It's time to, as we did on that first episode, to come down on our conclusions, not on Bigfoot, but as to whether or not we believe that Tim Peeler that night actually punched the legendary Sasquatch in the face. Kit, I'm going to throw it to you first. What a throwback. What a beautiful trip down memory lane. Um, and what a treat to even think about the Sasquatch. It, even talking about it makes us realize that we don't do it enough. That yeah. this like cultural behemoth that looms over all of the paranormal world, uh, we actually rarely talk about anymore. Um, because we have so many other fantastic cases to look into. So fun to come back. Uh, there is a number of... I mean, look, let's get it out of the way. Tim's a f***ing maniac. He's drunk as hell. He's living out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. you got to know it's difficult for us to take that man's word as even a man's word in the pyramid of truth. <laughs> but that being said, you know, he did... He saw something. Something got, you know, wrapped up in the dog's uh, chains. Um, he hit something... Yeah. But was it 10 foot? Did it have six fingers? Was it Bigfoot? It's hard. It's hard to um, 
trust him um, when it comes to ticking all of those boxes. So I'm happy to take the lead here. I believe despite five years of experience now investigating the paranormal and all the new evidence that has come to light, I still believe our first ever case on this paranormal life is a no. I think it still is. But listen, excited to look at more Bigfoot. And hey, what a delight to look back at episode one, how far we've come, bro. Wow. Hey, if anything, doesn't this just prove that from the get-go, we were f***ing laser sharp. We could smell <laughs> bullshit a mile off. After five years, guess what? Nothing's changed, motherfuckers. We're still My wild. voice is back up here. My voice is back up here. <laughs> wow, guys. I, I hope you had a great time. You know, having a little, a little drive down memory lane and uh, experiencing the first ever episode of This Paranormal Life once again through the eyes of uh, the same kitten Rory, but also a different kitten Rory. A wiser, more responsible, but as you can tell, uh, still irresponsible and moronic kitten Rory. A few other fun bits of trivia. This one is really interesting. And on, I think man. it's worth bringing up. This was the first episode, as I said, of the show that we ever recorded. And believe it or not, this was actually the first time that I mentioned the Dublin Gorilla Man. Wow. In the first ever I episode didn't know of that. the podcast. That's crazy. I'll play the clip right now because it is really funny and it's worth hearing. I'm not going to go into it in this episode because yes. this would be a whole episode in itself talking about our own paranormal experiences. Yeah, but, you know, in my time, I <laughs> did once come across a gorilla man, a, a monster creature. I think I've told you about it before. Have you? <laughs> You're like, whoa, wait, stop the podcast. <laughs> Are you doing a bit here or is this like yeah. a legit? You suddenly start getting, your speech is getting really slow. I, I did too. not shoot it. <laughs> But it's crazy to think that it couldn't have even come earlier. In the first episode, I talked about this experience. And in 300 episodes, I've never even got to tell the story before. <laughs> it just is so nuts because we'll often say to people like, you know, really, if we hadn't made this Paranormal Life, we we might have made a, a number of different podcasts, um, yeah. you know, which would make people doubt our commitment to the paranormal. But um, there you have it. I've known Rory for <laughs> probably 25 plus years and I didn't know the story of the Dublin Gorilla Man, but it came pouring out episode one, <laughs> so one of our podcast. Well, yeah, clearly one of us was a little bit more keen to do the paranormal podcast. <laughs> you imagine the first episode of uh, I'm not a scientist, but... And it's like, this is going to be so much fun, man. We'll just riff. And it's like, uh, I'm not a scientist, but I saw a 10-foot gorilla man in Dublin in 2014, and it scarred me for life. And you're like... Go yeah, to I therapy. Guess, Go yeah, to I therapy. guess that's relevant, kind of. <laughs> You're like, uh, I'm not a scientist, but uh, I think humans could fly if they think hard enough. All right, Roy, your turn. Uh, I'm not a scientist, but the gorilla man haunts my dreams to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit stop on the recorder. <laughs> right. It's a one That's cool, podcast. man. I think we're done. I think we're done for today. It's really cool, though. So, I, I, you know, we have actually told the Dublin Gorilla Man story at our live shows before. We kind of do it as a treat. But I thought, like, episode 300. It's been 300 episodes. We can't wait any longer. Oof. Let's tell and it I'm just looking right at here. the clock, and we have, bro, we have 13 minutes. 13 minutes to seven. We have to get out Ugh. of the studio. With 12 now. It just changed. 12 Yikes. now. And we got, like... I'll be fast, We've just got to wrap up today. We've got a couple of shout-outs to so do. So it was my dad's baseball team, uh, and we I were down in Dublin. I just don't know if we have time. So... Thank you so uh, much. Thank you so much to everyone. 300. I just think 300. It's, you want to like end I, that I, with I something. totally agree, but I think we built up like a ton <sighs> okay. of momentum and like maybe that means, maybe that means we do it next week, but yeah. not next now. week. Not okay. now. Not now. So next week you think, or I just for, don't want to wait till sure. like 400, 500 to do this. Cause like, no, dude, no. 301, 301 going to ring to it. 301 going to ring to it. 301. Okay. I like that. All right. Next week then. 301, 301, the Dublin Gorilla Man story. Over my dead body. The final note I have is we end the podcast with a very controversial take, uh, where I say that I want Bigfoot to exist, uh, so I could kill him and eat him. <laughs> a comment I'm not sure I stand by today. Yeah. You know, as I just said, I want to be a lawyer. I want to defend the creatures of the paranormal. But that's that's just the growth. Them. That's the growth of that's five years. That's my growth, man. And I think, you know, I hopefully appreciate the fact that over these years, 
you guys have grown up with us. You've experienced uh, Tiny Kitten Rory. You've experienced Grown Kitten Rory. And hell, five, ten years, you'll experience old Grumpy Kitten Rory. Yeah. Who are going to be pretty wild by the time they, they get to 40, 50. Let me tell you, it's going to be a whole different show, folks. It's going to be a kind of Hunter S. Thompson. We'll be wearing sunglasses, a fishing hat. We'll be drunk and high at the same time and swinging <laughs> shotguns around. But what an adventure. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 300. Oh my goodness. Of This Paranormal Life. If you've been with us from the beginning, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. As Roy mentions, uh, some of you have been listening from a young age. At our live shows, we were utterly blown away to meet people who started listening as a child. Yeah. And now they meet us uh, at a show and we, you know get to you know have a big hug you know and they are grown adults um you've been on such a journey with us so thank you thank you thank you and uh you know for all those people who you know maybe episode 300 episode 299 298 is your first ever episode go yourself no no where were you when we needed you no we need them now we need them now we need we need them right now you see a piece of hot shit and you want to tag along well guess what that's not how they saw it guess what their, their friend probably sent them a podcast and said, this is a really fun, inclusive podcast. You should give it a listen. Yeah, you should give it a listen to know what you're missing because we don't need you, buddy. We need you. That's we need right. you. Thank you for every listen. Thank you. But guys, the celebration is not over yet. We wanted to make this episode extra special and we hope that you guys will be a part of it. So for episode 300 this week, we are going to do a huge party live stream on YouTube. Woo. We're talking about uh, this Saturday, the 4th of February at 6 p.m. GMT. Uh, we are going to be live streaming on YouTube at This Paranormal Life. We're just going to be having an awesome party, talking about the history of the show, answering questions, uh, you know, talking with everyone in the chat, just having a really great time. So if you want to be a part of that, uh, come along, grab some drinks, grab some snacks, and have a wicked night with us as we kind of dive back into the history of the show, tell you all the secrets. Hell, if the Gorilla Man comes up, maybe we can talk about the Gorilla Man. I know we said 301. I know we said 301, we did, but maybe... We did, earmark it, so <laughs> I don't know if we want to promise anyone anything. If I see enough Gorilla... already going to have heard it. If I see enough Gorilla emojis in the chat, and if I have enough wine or champagne, the truth might come out. The truth might come out, brother. We'll have to see. So come along, guys. As I said, that is... You're listening to this on Tuesday, the 31st. We are talking about this Saturday, the 4th, on YouTube, 6 p.m. GMT, this paranormal life. Check it out. It's going to be so much fun. Follow the links on any of our social platforms. We'll be posting about it uh, or just head over to YouTube, uh, search for This Paranormal Life and hit subscribe and make sure you catch that live stream. And for all of you listening to this episode right now, wow, I really actually don't know what to say. I guess thank you. Thank you so much for, you know, listening to this show for all the years putting up with us for all these years as you can tell from those original recordings it's been such a journey and such an amazing project to be part of i think you can tell hopefully from every single episode that comes out that uh kit and i are just having the best time and everyone that we work with whether it's uh editors or researchers or scriptwriters we are all hopefully just having the best time every week putting these cases together and uh, telling new paranormal tales. So it's been an absolute joy uh, over the last five years. What an honor. To be with you every Tuesday. And we're so grateful for you joining us. Roy, I totally couldn't agree more. I am just, I wanted to quickly circle back on something we were talking about earlier. So mm -hmm. I just haven't quite got clear in my head about the height of the beast. So if you just sure. wouldn't mind stepping up on this little thing here in the corner. <laughs> just... Well, first off, I'm pretty Just sure me we to get were, me a little. I'm pretty sure we were because it's like clear. how tall it is that it's like yeah. So if no. you just. If like, you just, I don't want to be, I'll just come on. I don't want to accuse you of anything and I don't want to throw shade huh? or anything, but I'm pretty sure you're just going to get me to stand on that stool so you can hit me. Brother, we're talking. Bro That's all I'm saying. Bro, I, I, on episode I just 300, like you think that I would, that, that is so, that is classic, Rory. You are, you are a troublemaker. Get right. on up on those stairs and just show me, <laughs> just show me. 
Look, I'll, I'll do it. I'm gonna get on the stool. Before I do, I just want to say, I just want to like, I just want to say, picture it. If you if in, you've in enjoyed uh, any of the 300 episodes of this Paranormal Life, uh, please consider going to Patreon.com and looking at all the incredible bonus content we have stalling. there and all the amazing rewards. Whether it's the limited edition coin or the weekly right, after party, you gotta go, Chief. I just want to say uh, as well to my to my uh, my family. I just love you guys so much. I don't know how right, hard it's gonna hit me. Oh, oh. Oh, f oh, I've been waiting to do that for five years, oh, motherfucker. Five years. I know. I know. Oh. Yeah, stay Don. Stay Don. <laughs> you punched me back to 2017. Oh. <laughs> My old voice. I worked so hard to leave it behind. <laughs> and yet at the end of every episode, uh, we are just going to shout out a couple of people who've supported us on Patreon this month. So a special thank you to Daniela Little. We've been talking about Bigfoot. This is Littlefoot. Danielle Littlefoot. Wow. Hey, Danielle, if you're uh, used to little amounts of things, food, water, you're going to do great in the paranormal commune. So come along. We'd love to have you. Thanks, of course, to G Mia. G Mia is just like Sia. You can't see ya. Uh, I don't know what is, that means. That's... She is. It's a... <laughs> You know the singer Sia? She never shows her face. You can't see her. Uh, I, didn't like I didn't know that. Uh, borderline a cryptid style uh, patron. So they never Completely, show their face? Uh, like Banksy, anonymous. Maybe I should have led with that. Like Banksy? <laughs> you know who, who the Banksy rhyming is? scheme would have been off a little bit, but hey, I'm I'm into that. I'm into that a lot. So, Gmia, thank you. Please keep funneling your presumably um, laundered money through us. Thanks also to Kimberly Trujillo. Kimberly Trujillo, or as I like to call them, Kimbo Slice, uh, they enjoyed a short-lived career uh, uploading street fights to the internet in the mid-2000s. Very cool. Absolutely beloved. We do need a few fighters. And Kimberly, if you have, uh, you know, thrown in the towel and given that up, um, you know, as a little treat, if you DM me a couple monkey emojis, a certain story might come out. I don't know what it. I don't know what it is, Kimberly. But you might as too well. Much, but you know, give it a shot. Give it a shot. You don't know what you'll get back. Thanks. Lastly, today to Roland Montgomery. They see me rolling. <laughs> they hate it. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah. That was a pun, but it was also kind of serious. Roland, the commune has no method of public transportation. Nothing is rolling. You're the transport minister. Figure yeah. it out. We need you to find out a way that people can get from A to B. And that's all there is. City A to City B. And City A is the slums. And City B is the kingdom where Kit and I reside. So if you could find some sort of, like, transport. Right. Because uh, we need to bus people in to work in our <laughs> for, kingdom. For the palace. And then we kind of bust them back to where they live <laughs> at the end of the day. Let me tell you, bus is kind of A tier. We'll settle for, like... A muddy rug you pull people they just sit on you, you pull them right, a through the brambles style. and rocks yeah cart with a seesaw on it that what, we push whatever it yeah. takes bud I mean you know hey it's between you and us alright you know we never tell the, the other peasants in the commune but whatever's cheapest bud <laughs> thank you for us uh, thank you so much Roland and thank you to everyone that supports us on Patreon literally the support, it, it was, uh, I mean, how long was it like 50 episodes before we even started the Patreon? Yeah. And there's so many funny stories about the Patreon and starting it, which we'll talk about on Saturday on the live stream. So you should join. But uh, I will say that uh, the Patreon and the support that you guys have given us over the years there is literally the only reason why this podcast is still going and the only reason it could ever still exist because of uh, the, the funding from our audience that we've used over the years. The studio that we're in literally right now is paid for through the Patreon. Um, so we couldn't do it without you guys and we're so grateful. So thank you so much. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. I hope you've enjoyed episode 300. And of course, we will be back. Spam that gorilla emoji because Kit promised 301. Oh, we'll be Jesus. back. We'll be back next Tuesday with a brand new paranormal tale. Bye-bye! Bye, folks! <laughs> <laughs>